our direct experience is saying this instant is in the most radical kind of flux and flow and fluidity and that that's our experience from instant to instant it's and so our perceptions vanish as they're perceived the arising of this perception is also it's vanishing if we look at it you know with some care and curiosity it will reveal the impossibility of definition the impossibility of conceptualizing what this is because how do we define something that is forever shifting well well we can't Hello and welcome to the Non-Duality Podcast. Nick Heim here from nisagayoga.com. In this episode, Paul Dobson speaks with John Astin. This is part one of their conversation. Hi John, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good. I noticed that you had sort of more of an awareness-based approach in the past, but now it's kind of this open-ended, very, I don't know, I guess simple. Whatever is happening right now, we don't know what it is. Yeah. And just exploring that fact. You know, the other day I was looking back through my my work in these areas, my writing, and and I and I realized that from the very 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 beginning of sort of trying to communicate about this stuff, that that there was this theme, e- even though I w- may have been framing things, say, in terms of as you mentioned, like awareness as a as a doorway into you know a kind of a a deeper understanding, a, a deeper connection to to what this is. That 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 ultimately I couldn't really say what this was. And, and it, you know, the very title of my first book was too intimate for words. So it was like that, that intuition was clearly there that, that ultimately this is, this is beyond description clearly. And yet I was of course, you know, as a communicator <laughs> attempting to, uh, to describe the indescribable somehow to, um, <laughs> and, and so, so I've just noticed that over time, that that seemed to be this kind of resounding, <laughs> repeating theme in my own explorations that I really can't quite grasp hold of what any of this is, even though I'm using words and the, the spiritual traditions, you know, when you read them often, it comes across as if somebody's figured out sort of the structure of this somehow, the way to describe you know different elements of it and and uh um and i i i would just say that the more i explored the more that just didn't hold up you know that i really couldn't i really couldn't uh pin this down i really couldn't um i I couldn't get to the bottom of what my any of my experiences are including this thing called awareness which i would you know had historically written about and talked about and pointed people to but but even that, you know, is, is well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good pointer, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's one way of describing what's going on here, which is that there, there seems to be a, um, I mean, we could say, what, what are we certain about? You know, we could start there. You know, is there any certainty? Well, it seems that something is here, something is occurring that we could, we could call experience or we could call reality we could call life something is here um that seems undeniable that seems self-evident that that ex- experiencing is occurring um and so it makes sense that awareness would have kind of evolved as a as a pointer to this because that fact of experiencing is being known which is how how it's appearing it's being known right so that that seems to be like fundamental to this is that it's being known 
somehow being recognized. It's being noticed. Um, so we could call that awareness, which is a fine, as fine a word as any to describe, to describe that kind of aspect of reality, which is that no matter what's occurring, by definition, it's being known. That's, that's how we know that it's occurring, right? <laughs> being recognized. That's what we can know, really, isn't it? Uh, that it's, it's something is occurring here. I quite like um, in, in your book, you compare it to a dream. It's actually right. something I've been comparing it to for a while because I went through a stage of um, very much into lucid dreaming. It's, it's the exact same experience as right now. There's pheno mm -hmm. phenomena occurring and it appears mm -hmm. to be outside mm -hmm. myself. So what can I really know for sure? Is this another dream? I would never know if this is another dream or not. If this does turn out to be a dream, what can I say mm -hmm. for sure is, well, uh, there's an awareness happening. There's this experiencing happening. Right. All I can say really beyond that is kind of adding stuff in on top of that really basic fact. Yeah. And, and of course we tend to, you know, if you will, within conventional reality, you know, the sense of sort of how we tend as humans to think about what's going on, we think about there being a world that we are then experiencing. And fair enough, I mean, that's one perspective. And we can talk about, you know, I do sometimes talk about my work as, as offering a particular perspective, which isn't, which we can think of as, as just one of an infinite number of perspectives. Yes. Not necessarily the perspective. No, that's an important point as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is because people, people will often bump up against this, you know, when I'm, when I'm speaking about these things, like, well, what about, yeah, but I mean, are you saying like, if, for example, I say from this perspective that I'm speaking about, you and I are exploring that, that we really can't find separation, but from another perspective, it's like, no, you're an autonomous creature with your own presumed life. And I am as well. And your life story is not my life story. You know, I have I have a daughter. Maybe you don't have a daughter. You know, so so that's another perspective. Yeah. But but from but what I play around with in, in my work is sort of you could say like um, consider it kind of a hypothesis that what's primary is not a world that you're then experiencing, which is just a presumption. Maybe, maybe it's true, but but it's a presumption. What what if experience is what's primary? Yeah. And it's what we, we, it's what we really know, in a sense, is experience. It's, what's, it's what we're intimately familiar with is, is experience. And, and, and so my work really explores the, the different ways in which our, direct, our, our experience itself um, really challenges many of, really, most of our conventional ideas about what's going on here. And, and that we kind of operate from those assumptions, separation being a good one. Like we, we imagine that we're a subject navigating a world of objects. I mean, that's, that's just, everyone takes that for granted. But it's very interesting because if we just actually feel the presence of our own experience, we, the evidence of that separation isn't apparent. There's just, there's a, a, there's a seamlessness to experience. We can't really find a discrete, subject and discrete objects we just find a, a kind of well i would just say a seamlessness where we can't really find clear discernible lines separating one object or one phenomena from another phenomena that's not actually what we're experiencing no it's almost like um we've overlaid this sort of two-dimensional thinking 
thing over over our experience you know it's all this experience is where it's dimensionless but let's say it's three-dimensional and it's almost like we've sure. overlaid this two-dimensional kind of viewing glass over it and we uh using our thoughts which are based in you know map world basically they're based in they're not based in the real actuality of of, of what's happening here they're based in um imagination um and right. it separates it all out doesn't it you know it's it's just it's not the, the raw fact. It's always an after-the-fact occurrence, all these thoughts. Right. You can view that the thoughts are part of that raw, actual reality and not separate from it at all, not a problem to be overcome, which is um, seems to be a popular notion in the spiritual path. Well, absolutely. I mean, yeah, thoughts are the boogeyman, you know. It's like that we have to kind of somehow get rid of. But, you know, that exploration, which I, I invite people into of, well, let's just not assume because we have words to describe what's here. We have this incredible language um, to, to seemingly characterize what's occurring. Let's not necessarily assume because we have this language and these concepts to, dis- to, to um, characterize and categorize and describe the phenomena that is, is appearing here. Let's not assume that we actually know what, they, what the phenomena are more 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 basically more fundamentally and thought's a great example i mean what you know have any thought you know just conjure up some thought right now and what is that actually like not and when i pose those questions it's very easy for people to hear them as as a kind of analytical question like explain to me you know what a thought is as a kind of ana- analyze it in that sort of way conceptually but it's more like um what what is I, I say what is experience like made what is it made of? Like what's it constructed of? What is what are the in in the same way you would say, you know, that that matter is made up of of elemental particles, you know, which themselves are made up of well God knows what, you know, but but we say, you know, the particles of of matter and the subatomic particles, and then those are constituted of quantum fields or whatever i mean i'm not not a physicist so i don't want to try to talk about it because i don't know and i'm not sure the physicists really know either so it becomes sort of increasingly like ambiguous what even something as apparently concrete and substantive as matter actually is which is quite interesting but then if we go to what we call experience and say whatever the experience might be a sensation that we label as a sensation for example or a thought or an emotion or a memory we, we can apply that same kind of analysis that the physicist might to matter when they ask, well, what is matter constituted of? What, what, is, what is it made of? What is it comprised of? It's very interesting to, to and, and illuminating, I would suggest, to, to ask the same question of our experience. What, so I have, I'm having some experience. I call it sadness. I give it a word. You, know, you say, well, how are you doing today, John? I say, well, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sad right now. Okay. So that word is apparently, I mean, I'm using a word to refer to something that's being experienced, right? What is that something that I'm referring to exactly? And that's the question. That's the question that, I, that has become my, you know, the centerpiece of what I share with people, which is what, you know, it, in the same way that I, I might say, you know, I use a word, what the linguists call, you know, the signifier to refer to the thing being signified, the, the cup. I say, this is a cup or a mug, right? Okay, so there's this object that it's pointing to. So when we look at any experience, what, 
what are the words that we're using actually pointing to? What are they referring to? What is sadness? What is the substance of this thing that I'm so sure I know what it is? Oh, yeah, it's sadness. It's like, okay, cool. Now, I want you or, or one to like take that experience that they've named and then go find it. Go find what that word is referring to in your experience. And you will invariably come up empty-handed. You won't be able to locate what it is. You won't be able to get to the, the final conclusion of, oh, yeah, here it is. I know what it is now. It's this. It's like it's a complete and utter mystery, isn't it? It is, it, is, it, is a, it is a complete mystery. And yet, what's really curious and trippy, it really, is that we have this very distinct sense of a, of a kind of... Um, you know, I call them like, you know, qual we could call them qualitative like textures or flavors, right, of experience. So, like, it's quite clear to you and me that, that there's, there's, this, there's this phenomena, this appearance, this experiential, you know, um, phenomena that we might describe as sadness that we, we know it's the, the way in which we can sense the way it is quite distinct from another experience, which we might call joy. Mm. Like it's got a different flavor that's, you know, kind of arguably unmistakable. Like we know it, which is how we go. Well, that's, we can make that distinction, right? Between the flavor of sadness and the flavor of joy, much as we can make the distinction between a flavor, a food flavor, right? Of a strawberry or a lemon, right? They're, they're quite distinct and, and recognizable seemingly as a distinct kind of quality. Yeah. But what's so curious is that it, whether it's a, a um, uh, more of a kind of uh, emotional flavor, or a mood flavor, like sadness or joy, or a, or a food flavor. It's the same thing. Like, what what is the taste of a lemon? What, what what's unmistakable? It's a taste of a lemon. It's it's obvious. You know what it is, right? You recognize it. But what is it that you're recognizing? What is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, you could say millions of words about it, couldn't you? And you still wouldn't even even touch what what it is you know it's that that's a funny thing you know the most the most you could say ordinary of human experiences the everyday humdrum you know moments of our lives are this complete unfathomable mystery like uh, you know so you don't have to have some you know crazy esoteric you know out of your mind experience. It's like, just take the things that you just think of as the most normal human experiences. And they are a complete free fall into infinite history and ungraspable, you know, it's just bottomless. You know, you just never get to the bottom of it. You never, it's a funny thing too, because we have, understandably, we would think conventionally speaking, we would think like that the closer we look at something, the closer we'll get to, to understanding what it is, and the, right? We'll, we'll finally arrive at like, oh yeah, I finally got to the bottom of what it is because I looked at it carefully, right? Yeah, some ground substance. Right, exactly. Like the, the essence of it, right? You know, the, we, we finally have like concluded, or you can take ourselves, you know, like if I really look, care if you look carefully enough, you'll get to the bottom of, you know, the essence of who and what Paul is, right? But, but, but the, actually the more you look, in a way, you, you just keep finding more. You just keep discovering more. And so it's like there's too much information there. So you just, 
And whatever thing you might find that, that constitutes some aspect of, of what makes Paul Paul, it's like, well, then you investigate that and it just keeps kind of fractally like revealing more and more and more detail and more and more depth and more and more information. And so how could we possibly ever arrive at the conclusion of what Paul, who Paul is, or what Paul is, or what John is? It's inconclusive. Even on a really basic level, I, I change throughout the day, um, just depending on my mood. If I'm in a really good mood, I'll act a certain way and I'll probably be a certain type of person. If I'm in a bad mood, you know, it's everything kind of has this different quality to it. My reactions are different. You know, it's and that's you can't say that's the same person. Well, and, and I know exactly. And I think that that when we investigate phenomena, we investigate our experience to discover what what this is, to explore what this is. That that this life. <laughs> um, like I, I, I sometimes joke that there's kind of two approaches to, 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 to life or spirituality. You know, one, one is like, um, we want to, we want to do something through various practices or inquiries to improve the life condition in some way, right? Understandable impulse. But, but, but another approach, which, which I'm, you know, involved in is, is, is exploring well, what is, what is life? Yeah. What, what is life? And, and so, so along with when, when we explore this thing called life, our life, phenomena, experience, and so on, as I was saying, we, we just keep finding more and more and more and more. There's like too much, it's too, it's too much information, it's too much detail to arrive at some final conclusion. But you pointed out another, another really key thing that we can discover quite easily without having to meditate for 30 years, which is that that despite conventional notions of, of things kind of holding still and having some kind of continuity and stability from moment to moment, if we actually look at experience, it can be easily seen that this is just not the case, that, that the moment is, is not holding still. It's, it's a shapeshifter. And, and so that's very, I mean, that's, that just has profound implications for our entire understanding of reality because so much of the way we kind of operate is as, as if things are fixed um, in the sense of holding still and stable and continuous when our experience is, is actually contradicting that. Our, our direct experience is saying, no, actually, <laughs> this instant is in the most radical kind of flux and flow and fluidity and instability and discontinuity that that's our experience from instant to instant it's it's uh it's a curious thing you know it's a curious thing in a way that anything would even appear to be stable when we can feel the way in which our perceptions are you know this perce perception of this instant is not um static it's 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 uh it's just like my words, you know, my, my words vanish as they're spoken, right? And so our perceptions vanish at, as they're perceived. Like the moment, the, the perceiving, the arising of this perception is also, it's vanishing. So, so give, given the instability of things, that, that really, it reveals, if we look at it, you know, with some care, and curiosity, it will reveal the impossibility of definition, the impossibility of conceptualizing what this is. Because if we define a given experience, like, oh, here it is, I've defined it, right? I've put it in a box of explanation. 
whatever it is that we just defined is gone. Yeah. So how do we def- how do we define something that is forever shifting? Well, well, we can't. And it's it's almost opposite the opposite to our feeling about what this is is so programmed towards defining everything. Right. This is how it looks now. You know, in another moment, it might look like some blown out, like mystical thing that we would describe as all boundaries dissolving, but. But again, like that all boundaries dissolving, you know, moment often characterizes kind of this so-called spiritual experience. It's like, okay, we'll look at the most ordinary of moments and you'll see it's the same thing. It's all boundaries. There are no boundaries. <laughs> Even when we're imagining boundaries, that has no boundaries. The most special experiences are the ones that reveal the specialness of all experience. You know, the, the real light show experiences to see that all there is is light show, like even when it looks like it's not a light show, even when you're imagining otherwise. I don't, that, the imagination of this being bound and, and divided and is, is just more of the light show. <laughs> the more of the, uh, it's more of the undivided light show. <laughs> it is. It's, it's just taken on another appearance. That transcendent is no different from what is here right now. It's all within experience. It's only our conceptions and our ideas about it that kind of close it down. They like to put a little, little prison around it and go, yeah, well, I know what that is. There's no reference points. Well, that's the funny thing, right? We have some big, you know, <clears throat> life transformative experience. Where is that past? There really is just this immediacy, always. There's a presence that doesn't come and go, which is the presence of what is. <laughs> <laughs>